Welcome to the Adult Puberty Podcast. I don't know about you, but navigating life as an adult can be just as uncertain, exciting, and full of growing pains as adolescence was. This podcast is all about self-development and growth in the areas of physical health, emotional stability, and spiritual maturity. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's do it. All right, welcome back to another episode of Adult Puberty Out This Piece. Nah. All right, so today's episode is uh, taking ownership of your health. So to me, health is wealth, right? That sounds kind of whack and cheesy, but I mean, it really is, right? Health is one of those things that people don't really realize the true intrinsic value of it until you no longer have it right like everything is better when you're in good health like name one thing that sucks when you're in good health I'll wait no I'm not gonna wait on the flip side if I said you know name one or ten things that suck when you're in poor health you can name a bunch of them, right? And so to me, everything starts with good health. So that's why, you know, I wanted to talk about that today because I don't wanna be that person who takes their health for granted, right? And and doesn't continue, continue to like optimize it and work on it. And I don't want you to be that person. Wherever, you know, you are in, in terms of your health, whether you're in great health, good health, average health, or, or poor health. I just want to share some best practices that I found when it comes to taking ownership of your health. So <clears throat> I guess I'm supposed to say that this is not medical advice, but who would take medical advice for me? Like I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but all right, so let's get into this. So the first step or first part of this is what I call a baseline. Uh, a personal self-assessment. So taking a baseline is understanding where your health is today. Now, there are people, too many people in my family who are those type of people who are afraid to know the truth, right? And they just don't want to know. So it's just, they just ignore it. They ignore things, they put things off, they don't deal with their health, um, that obviously is is not ideal, right? So I can understand some some, you know, fear at times or, you know, especially when you think something is wrong and, you know, God forbid you Google something and the worst stuff ever comes up. But, you know, I guess like for me, you're not dead until you're dead, which means that there is always a chance and hope to improve your health. Right. And I'm not minimizing, you know, people who may have something terminal, but even then. Right. I just I believe that, you know, healing is possible, you know, especially with God. But I just I believe that we have more control over our health than, you know, what we sometimes may believe. So. All right. So baseline, how do you feel today? Right. How have you been feeling? And, you know, you're the first person to know when you feel off or you're not feeling a hundred, right? So nobody can really truly assess your health, right? 
better than you because you are experiencing what it is to be in your body. You know, even if you don't know exactly what it is, you know when something is off, right? So do you have any pains that you, you know, have or you've learned to live with or accept, right? Like pain is not a normal thing, right? Even though we have normalized it, right? Oh, a little, you know, back this, that, and the third, like pain really is is not normal. Um, So if you do, you know, what are those pains? And I would suggest, you know, re-listening to this and maybe jotting, you know, jotting these answers down so that you have it. So next is like, how's your mobility, right? How well do you get around? How well do you sleep? Um, How's your appetite? Eating too little, eating, you know, too much, just enough. Uh, How's your energy level throughout the day, right? Uh, what healthy habits do you have or what unhealthy habits do you have right now? Um, the next thing is a part of this baseline is getting a physical. So with a, a primary care doctor. So I also, you know, depending on what's going on with you, I like to assess, you know, what additional specialists I may need. And then I'll make that understanding that, one, you may not have that type of insurance where you can do that. Or two, you may not know which specialist you need. So just to keep it simple, get a complete physical with your primary care doctor, and then they can assess, you know, what additional specialists you may need, whether, you know, pain management, cardiologist, gynecologist. And as a woman, I feel like gynecologist should be a part of your primary care. Uh, but anyway, and then as part of your physical I recommend getting your baseline blood work, right? So get a complete metabolic panel, which is usually like cholesterol, glucose, liver function, uh, urinalysis, um, things like that, iron. Uh, I also recommend getting your vitamin D checked. So most people are deficient in vitamin D, especially uh, typically people of color are deficient in vitamin D because the um, pigment in our skin blocks some of the, some of the sun, so it doesn't you know readily absorb as uh, those with fair skin. So, but in general, people are are deficient in in vitamin D. Um, and then and then you know, kind of an optional thing, but to me is is such a necessary thing is uh, nutritional testing, so a nutrient test. And so this is basically a test where it tells you what your where where you're deficient in and where you're like at you know optimal levels in terms of like vitamins minerals antioxidants um, it lets you know how well your immune system is how it's operating and you know what percentile you're in whether you're you know below average above average or average I um, took one it's called SpectraCell, so highly recommend it. I will say that it is expensive. I think it was like four hundred dollars, um, but well, well worth it. Um, this was actually ordered by my holistic doctor, and let me just say something about this real quick. I have always been a fan of holistic medicine because they take the whole person into consideration. The traditional primary doctors don't typically subscribe to or believe in 
nutritional testing and and sometimes you have to like beg them to test for vitamin D or B12 or magnesium or you know just the the nutrients that they do have access to to um to get you tested in you know understanding again everybody's situation is different but i you know recommend a holistic or a naturopath if you can find one um, that either accepts your insurance or that is reasonably priced because they take into account the whole person. And like I said, this nutrient level, right? Like that's everything that our bodies are made of. The next thing is, let me finish about the nutrient deficiencies real quick, right? So not to, not to, to talk trash about traditional medicine, you know, if, if that's, your your path but they they there's this common I don't know there's like this common um approach in traditional medicine of you know get in and get out in 10 minutes tell me what you need let me figure out if there's a pill a cream or something else that I can give you to help you with your issue it's not often what is at the what's the root cause of the issue that that you're having and what are some you know lifestyle changes that you can make now i have had some traditional doctors who do consider that right especially typically if you have like high blood pressure or diabetes right they they definitely talk to you about lifestyle but in in general they don't which is why i suggest um holistic or naturopath all right uh so the next part is like your nutrition assessment, right? So this is just basic on a, just a basic level. So how much water do you drink a day? So I know, you know, a lot of people, not gonna say a lot of people, a lot of people I know, I'll say that don't like water, don't drink it. Um, next, how often do you eat out? How often do you have indulges, right? So junk food, fried food, you know, whatever alcohol, whatever your indulgence may be. Uh, Do you eat fruit and vegetables daily? And what are the things that you know that you need to cut out or cut back on? I I mentioned this earlier, but I really want to reiterate this is that, again, talking about, you know, you being the, the person who knows what's going on with you better than anybody. Next is movement. So notice I didn't say exercise, right? Because for some people, exercise, just the word can be intimidating and a turnoff, right? Um, I've heard this this thing that says that uh, sitting is the new smoking. I, I'm digging that because we were created to move, right? If we weren't, God would have made us mountains or trees to just stay put. But he didn't. He gave us stuff to move us from point A to point B. So how much movement are you doing in a day or how much sitting are you doing in a day? All right. So the next next thing I want to get into are, um, I guess, some some mindsets and principles. Right. Because how we think and what we think ultimately influences our actions. Right. Which is that, you know, cognitive behavior therapy uh, premise. So one, you're the only person who's responsible for your health, right? Whether you're in good health or poor health depends on your actions and the decisions that you make, right? So be a partner with, you know, whether you have traditional medicine doctor or holistic, be a partner with your medical provider, right? Like 
don't depend on them, right? Do your own research, ask questions, right? Like be a partner with them. Two is invest in your health, right? So I, like I said, that spectra te- cell test is a little pricey. So the investment sometimes may be financial, right? It may be in the terms of like supplements or something, right? But consider all the ways, whether past or present, that you invested in your poor health, right? Smoking, excessive drinking, junk food, whatever. Either way, you're going to invest, right? So my thing is just choose to invest in the best options for you. I mostly want you to invest in effort, right? And what I mean by this is that nobody, your doctor, family, friends should have to get on you to take care of you. Like that should be a priority for you, right? So a couple of episodes ago, I talked about making room for the things that you care about, you know? And what's more important than your health? Nothing to me, but you know, that's me. And then lastly, you know, your health is a a lifelong journey, right? It's, it's, you know, I know that sometimes we have goals, like I'm, you know, have this goal of losing weight and it's like, all right, as long as I do that, boom, I'm done. But I think when you look at it as your health being a lifelong journey, you can get comfortable in it and you can take some of the stress out of it and then just work on being consistent, right? So persistence and consistency, I've found are the keys to accomplishing anything. Our health style needs and abilities are going to change, right? With age and time, right? Our lifestyle needs. And that's okay, right? These basic principles still apply, right? You're just going to tweak it according to your needs of where you are at, at that point in life. So the last thing is, I'll say focus areas, right? The plan. So there's a, a quote that I saw by uh, Hippocrates that said, before you heal someone, ask him if he's willing to give up the things that made him sick. If you're not willing to get uncomfortable and make some changes, right, then you don't necessarily want to be healthy, right? It is it is hard, right, at times to focus on and to be consistent with good health, but it's always worth it. Let's just say now you've gotten all your test results and you're clear on what you need to work on. And now it's time to start the journey. Right. So the journey begins, continues and ends with small but consistent incremental changes. I'm, no matter what it is, I am a fan of small but consistent incremental changes. So, of course, you know, there are things that affect our health that may be you know, outside of our control, like environment, but I like to focus on what is in our immediate control. So what we put in our mouth and our level of movement are 100% within our control. So that's why I like to start there. So because you have, you know, an overall view and a personal assessment of how you feel, now you can kind of make a list, right? Just nothing crazy, but just a general list, right? On one side, you're going to do things that you want to remove and stop. And then on the other side, you're going to um, make a list of things that you want to add or start. So I suggest starting with one nutritional goal and one movement goal. Right. So, for example, if you drink more coffee, you know, you drinking like 10 cups of coffee a day and one cup of water. Increase your water intake while you decrease the coffee. So maybe you only have like five cups of water and then, 
you know, replace those cups of, I mean, five cups of coffee and replace those cups of coffee with water. Um, If you're sedentary, try doing five minutes of stretching in the morning and then five minutes of stretching before bed, right? The point is, is to set goals for yourself that are reasonable to you and for you, right? Not according to me, not according to Google, right? But that are reasonable according to you, right? And you can tackle as much or as little as you want at a time, right? I just want you to be consistent, meaning do it day in and day out, regardless of how you feel, just get it done, right? I don't care how slow you go, as long as you keep going. All right, friends. Thanks for sharing your time and the space with me today. I hope you heard something in today's episode that made a difference in some way to your own personal journey through adult puberty. Until next time.